Welcome to the Powering Real Estate Podcast, sessions with top real estate business leaders and their strategies for success. Learn from some of the best in the industry. Join Lee Adkins as he talks to industry leaders on how they built and maintain their real estate business. All right, I'm here today with Lane McCormick, the COO of Ansley Real Estate. How are you today, Lane? Doing great, Lee. How about you? Great. I'm great. Thanks for being on. Really excited to dig in here. Sure. I think we're going to have a great time. A lot of good topics we can cover today. Awesome. For sure. So tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and then tell us some about Ansley Real Estate and its uh, evolution. Sure. So I've been doing this for almost 25 years. Um, hard to believe. I tell people I started when I was two. Went into it in sales. It was one of those things that had family members that had always encouraged me to get into real estate. Dove right in, moved to Atlanta in 98, didn't know a soul, met my neighbors, and, and that's how my career took off. And after a couple of years of doing this, I had a great mentor that said, have you ever thought about management? Have you ever thought about training, coaching, teaching, et cetera? And uh, she became a great mentor for me. And I worked for her for a period of time and then went into a role of a director of training and coaching for a company, along with, at the same time, being a managing broker for an office that that was failing. And so um, after 10 months of doing both full-time roles, which was craziness in, in and of itself, reached out and hired someone to take over the training and the coaching and continued in the management role and did that for many years with that particular company and then moved to another local company that was great for me, had multiple offices. And then in 2018, I had an opportunity to go to a great independent that was here in Atlanta that was growing very quickly and um, just really sort of energized me. It was an opportunity to really hone some skills that I felt like I had, but also to grow some new ones and really stretch myself. I think sometimes we get too comfortable and, and don't take that leap. That's awesome. I want to dig a little more into the littleness of that too in a little bit, because that's a that's a beautiful part of the story. But tell us a little bit about Ansley today, and then maybe we'll rewind a little bit. Yeah. So Ansley has almost 350 staff and agents on board. We'll close out 2000. We've closed out 2021 um, north of two billion, which is crazy to think about for a company that just finished its sixth year. So we've just had a great a, a great opportunity here in Atlanta to grow and to grow not only a luxury market but to grow a luxury feel and a luxury culture for our agents and our staff. Yeah, and how many offices do you guys have now? So we have seven offices, a couple of business centers. I can't tell you a secret, but we do have another big office coming on board in the next uh, 30 days. So we're really excited about that. So continue to grow. That's awesome. So let's uh, let's talk just a little bit. I could talk about this with you for hours, but let's talk a little bit about the inception or kind of the early, this crazy little company with this guy. And how did, how did it go from, hey, I have this crazy idea. I'm going to open my own company to seven offices. Right. So, um, Beno Ansley was a very successful agent throughout Atlanta and in Atlanta, very well known, number one agent in the uh, his local board, and had said all along, you know, with his entrepreneurial spirit that he wanted to open his own firm. 
And he did that with a small contingency of agents. And what's what's neat about our company is we're not out there pounding the streets every day, heavily recruiting and calling and dialing for dollars, if you will. It's organically done through our agents that are within the company. And Bono's philosophy was he wanted to start a company by an agent for agents and, and really focus on what those agents needed and, and make sure that they had the support systems in place, but also create the culture that that creates productivity. Right. And speaking of this, I'm not just pandering to you by saying this. He brought along a great leadership team. I mean, it developed over time, obviously, but really he did such a good job of saying, I don't want to do that, but I need people. Right. And I think a lot of people in his position, you know, kind of like, oh, I have to be in charge. But he literally like got out of the way and brought other people on. Right. Well, definitely. I mean, Bono is the leader. There's no question about it. But I've always said what I what I love about working for Bono and what I think his brilliance is, is that he knows what he's good at. And that's the la- you know, we have this thing called stay in your lane, you know. And so even though my name is Lane, we laugh about that. But but what's cool about Bono is that. He does surround himself with well-qualified people and he allows those people to do what their responsibilities are. And he holds us accountable, but it's certainly, you know, we certainly, he certainly gets all the credit. Um, He has done a phenomenal job, but we have a lot of fun supporting our team and supporting our agents and surrounding ourselves with good staff and qualified staff. I think, you know, one of the things that I see missing sometimes And when you look around, not just Atlanta, but when you look around the country is there's not a lot of energy coming from people that's, you know, that they're excited about going to work every day or that they enjoy what they do. And and I often say I probably have the hardest job I've ever had and I'm having the most fun I've ever had. And so it's energy, it's excitement. The cool part of that is he brings that every day, too. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing that's interesting is, is. The opening of the office, like that first initial office is a big, we were just joking about it before we hit record. It's a big office. That was a big, he signed up for a big party when he, like, that was a, that was a gutsy move, but you know, you got to build it. And uh, they, they, they they definitely showed up. Exactly. What's it's funny. If you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always gotten. Right. And so the thing that I remember most about talking with Bono initially was I called it the edginess. You know, he was willing to really walk out on a very narrow, narrow plank, if you will, you know, um, and do something that others talk about doing, but actually having the guts to go and do it. And and again, the support systems that he put in place have helped so much with all of the success. Yeah, for sure. That, that's super cool. If, if you guys aren't familiar with uh, with Ansley Real Estate, definitely check them out a little bit. Connect with Bino. Just see see all see what, the, what they got going on because it, it's good stuff. So, Lane, you, you have this uh, a principle. The acronym is Calm. Can you explain that a little bit to us? Yeah. So, our, over the last twenty four months, we've kind of been through a lot of stuff, right? Just as a nation, and you know, you could go a lot of different avenues with this political, healthcare, um, all of those things. And so, each year, I try to have a kind of a word that I would say centers me or grounds me and kind of helps me remember, you know, a purpose, if you will. And so, this year, um, at the end of towards the end of December, I was sitting there and I was reflecting back over 24 months, you know, and I was thinking about 
what word, you know, really spoke to me for 2022? Because I think what we're seeing in 2022 is we still see some of the craziness, you know, we still see some of the angst and the anxiety surrounding um, our healthcare and things that are going on. And, you know, what could we do? And so I literally was like, calm, you know, calm needs to be a word that we all, you know, really think about. And, and I wrote down that it's, it's calm, it's assured, you know, it's level-headed, it's mindfulness, you know, making sure that you are, that you have your stuff together. And I think very quickly over um, speaking for the last 24 months, you know, there's been a lot of quickness about things. And I think, you know, I have a great friend that's in this industry and her husband always says, listen, we're not doing brain surgery. You know, we are, we are selling real estate and yes, it is one of the highest investments, but staying calm, staying succinct, staying level-headed, stay being aware, but also being assured that what you're doing is the right thing. And also sometimes reminding yourself that just because the person next to you is, you know, sort of freaking out, if you will, you know, you could actually bring that to someone else. And so my word for 2022 is calm, you know, stay calm, succinct, be aware. Yeah. That's great. Well, and you're in a position where you do have a, a large number of management staff and agents who at any given moment, you know, probably need to hear. Yeah. And I think part of it too is sometimes you have to bring a little bit of the lightheartedness to situations because we, you know, we are kind of wound tight sometimes. And so helping understand that, as my friend says, it's not brain surgery, but, you know, not to be disrespectful of that, but to be aware that, you know, we can take a few minutes and take a deep breath and really think through how to solve a problem versus kind of that shoot, then aim, then fire, you know, all of that. So. Right. Insanity. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And I think, you know, yeah. to be honest, that's why people, I think, in theory, I've talked about this with a lot of my guests, but I think in theory, that's what you should get out of a brokerage, right? Like it's not a place to hang your license. It's not necessarily the cheapest place you can be. It's not necessarily for what you could get at some other place also. It is the unique personalities, the real mentoring and coaching. Like I've always said that that traditional model, I think, like people will still pay good money or pay a percentage without a cap if they're getting good help and good tools. Absolutely. And I think, I think the other thing that helps us as well is that I recently, um, you know, had someone that I've worked with for 20 plus years. And she said, you know, Lane, I've never told you this, but the thing that I really respect about you is in everything you do, you're fair. You, you deliver the news that you have to deliver. And it's sometimes very difficult, but you're very fair about how you do it. And, and I realized, oh, wow. Okay. So that is important. And I think sometimes in a brokerage, we're busy trying to, we're trying to pacify people. We're not trying to help them grow and stretch and learn. And I think that, you know, that's become important. It's been important to us. You know, we, we took a business model and said, we're not hiring new agents because we need to focus on those experienced agents. And at some point, will we hire them? I'm, I'm sure as we grow, but we took experienced agents and really focused on how to take their business, you know, take somebody from a 10 million level and get them to a 30 million level. And you can't do that while you're also coaching the brand new agent that hasn't read a contract. 
You know, you just can't. That's not fair, right? So um, making sure that we make that available. Yeah, and the parallels, they never cease to amaze me, the parallels to regular like retail real estate, right? You got to qualify your prospect, understand your audience. I mean, it's not, it's not really that, well, it's simple but hard. I won't say it's easy. It's not easy, but... No, it's not easy. And I think the other thing you have to do is be responsive. You know, um, as much as that person shared that I'm fair, Bono often says, you know, I've never called you that you don't answer the call on the second ring. And it's like, well, there's a few exceptions, but but I always try to think back to when I was an agent. If I needed my broker, I needed that management supporter, I needed that office manager, or even that person in marketing you know, I wanted them to know that they were there, that they were there for me. And so we, I try to just flip it around and say, at the end of the day, the agent in our company and the sales professional in our company is really our client and we want them to be taken care of. Yeah, that that's so true. And I think that, that segues nicely into, you know, understanding your role. I think specifically we'll talk a little bit about your role, but then also the other the other roles, whether you manage right. them or, or their same level. So as the COO, like what is, I mean, what is your kind of short job description? Or like, what do you do for Ansley? <laughs> well, today I was reviewing policies and procedures for 2022. So it's a mix of everything. It's reviewing leases. It's making sure that, you know, we know when they're expiring go into new places, grow. And when I initially came to Ansley, I was the chief strategy officer. And my my position was that and then co-managing broker. And my job was to grow the company, you know, and, and that's what we did. When I came on board, we had two offices. Now we have seven. Um, and we focused on places where we could grow and grow successfully with the right people. Day-to-day um, -day operations, it can be anything from a broker call on a contract issue um, all the way to um, we need to get a repairman out to one of our locations. I'm very fortunate because I have a great director of operations as well. So, But I also um, I like to be involved with all of our staff, not from a micromanagement level, but from a culture. You know, it's important. So I'm actively involved. I'm in the office. I'm on the phone with the agents. I just scheduled a one-on-one -on -one with one of my agents that has grown, has doubled his business in two years. And we're doing a lunch in a couple of weeks and he wants to talk about tripling his business. And so it's everything from, you know, making sure the lights are on in the right place and, and things are taken care of and handled. So systems, you know, too. I mean, we got to have great systems. So. Yeah, and I know from an org chart standpoint too, you guys really do have that. And, and I don't know if there's a better way to explain it, especially via audio, but you guys really do have great leadership in place at each location, but but you are still very attached to that. Like you're not Absolutely. hoping they figure it out. You're you're yeah. very, you know, involved, but it's not like if you were away for three days that the office wouldn't run. So right. you guys have a really Absolutely. good balance, I think. Yeah, we really do. We we run a lean machine. You know, um, I've, I've been in companies where there are a lot of bodies, but not a lot of production. And one of the things that I love about our staffing is everybody's really committed. They're determined. They love the success. They're, they want to see the agent succeed. And so that's a big focus. Um, but yeah, day to day, I'm talking with all my managing brokers and you know, and it's various times throughout the day, checking in, seeing what they need, supporting them as well. So, 
Yeah. Well, I think that's where a lot of people struggle, especially if they're transitioning. I mean, you've been in leadership for a long time, so that 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 helps a lot just because you've had the experience. But I think a lot of people are struggling with that transition. And so what are some things you either do or, or think about mindset wise to really trust your people? Because you've got to you can't do all the things, but how do you, how do you, you know, how do you delegate and then trust that they're going to do? Yeah. Yes, I'm a big list keeper. Um, my husband calls it a to done list instead of a to do list. Um, because I, I have to cross it out. You know, I, I text myself a lot. So that's my notes. That's the way I keep up with my notes. It's crazy, but it's a great resource. And I can go back. One of the things. I, to- yeah. I totally get it. I can't believe I'm going to admit I do that too, but I do. Exactly. So one of the things that I've done um, over the last year in particular, because I became COO a little over a year ago, is that when a manager or someone on staff reaches out and it's and it's an item that I already know I have a person that can handle it, I don't handle it. I think, you know, and that took some time to learn because I think initially when you go into leadership, you work so hard to prove yourself. And what you have to acknowledge is you've already proven yourself or you wouldn't be in that role. And so I've really taken an approach of delegation. I've also taken an approach of, I tell, and this is a great thing for people to know, I tell all of the leaders and office managers in our company, you know, if, if, if you couldn't reach me, what would you do? You know, because I want them to begin to think. And so we've really taken an approach of when someone calls with the, with something that they need to discuss with me. Now, most of the time, the call goes like this. Hey, Lane, I've got this issue. I'm thinking I would handle it this way. I just wanted to see if you had any additional information. And so to me, that's leadership. You know, that's coaching your people up and, and making sure that they're empowered. The other thing I've done is I've told them, that there that we all make mistakes. You know, we're human. And so I think sometimes leaders put fear into people um, that report to them. And I think that's a dangerous place because then you lose trust, you lose integrity, and then it just sort of breaks down. So I think if you go ahead and acknowledge, hey, listen, we're all gonna make a mistake, myself included, you know, if something happens, just tell me. You know, let's solve it together. And so I take a together approach. Well, I was going to say there's two big things there I want to go just a little bit deeper on. One is definitely the the together. I think a lot of times people don't understand how important the semantics of these things are. Simply saying, hey, we're going to solve this together. Or, hey, why don't you take a crack at it and then I can help if, if that doesn't work. Or, or whatever that exact language is. But And then the other piece that you mentioned that I think is really big is creating, and it takes time, but creating that culture of you, you have to ask them the questions before they're going to start to come to you and say, Hey, I think I know, but what would you do? So I'm imagining, and obviously you can speak for yourself. I'm imagining when people called you back when and said, Hey, I have a problem. You would say, Hey, well, what do you think? Or what do you think some of the options are? You, you know what I mean? If you jumped right in and were like, Oh, just do this then they'd be totally dependent on your word, you know? 
Right. Well, early on, that was me because I thought my job was to solve every single problem. And and there are times literally where, you know, a manager or some, somebody will call anybody on our staff will call and they'll be like, hey, I've got this problem. I'm like, I have 30 seconds. I'm walking into my next Zoom. Ha ha, walking um, into my next Zoom. Here's what I would do. Boom, boom, boom. And then later I'll circle back and say, hey, sorry for the quick response. It, I knew you need an answer. That goes back to my responsiveness. I'm a big believer in, you know, responsive. Because to me, if you don't do that, then you're ignoring people. You're not working on whatever they expect you to be working on. So I'm a big over communicator. Um, And then I'm a big check-in person. So, you know, a week does not go by that I don't check in and just say, whether it's an office manager, whether it's somebody in marketing, you know, we have an incredible phenomenal um, person over marketing. But um, I like to let people know, you know, hey, just checking in. Is there anything you need from me? How's it going? What are you hearing out there? You know, do I have an agent that I need to reach out to? So we do a really good job of overly helping each other. We don't really tout the roles. I think that's another big thing. So You know, when someone says, oh, you're the COO, and I'm like, well, I'm a managing broker too, you know, because I don't see my role as a title. I see it as an opportunity to help somebody grow. Right. No, that's a great way to say that. And I I love too, and what you said before of when you have those proactive check-ins, there are fewer fires. I, I train people all the time. I'm like, if you have a consistent meeting or a leadership meeting or whatever, then you start to develop this culture of like, oh, well, we can just talk about that in our meeting. Like, I don't have to chase you right. all day, every right. day for something. I know we have a time that we're going to talk about that. So Yeah. And the other thing that's love, cool that we that. did is in October, I took um, our four managing brokers and we did just a on-site retreat, if you will. And we really went, we did a deep dive and just, you know, here we are at almost end of year six. What are we doing well? What are strength, you know, the SWOT analysis, if you will. But we did it with each department head. And so we had them come in and tell us, you know, hey, I really need your help here, or I need, you know, I need your help here. And we started the entire day with me saying, All right, guys, you know, we're gonna be real, we're gonna be raw. This isn't about hurting feelings, it's about really being the best we can be. And and we did some really cool stuff. And out of that mean came some incredible ideas of things that we've already implemented. So yeah, encourage I encourage you to go to that level too. I always say if you're here and your people are there, um, you're never gonna connect and get, you know, you've got to be in the dirt with them, so to speak. Yeah, that's great. That's that's great advice. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of that. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the anatomy of a system, because obviously to run any organization this big, there's got to be some systems. And obviously, as the COO, your role is got to be tied to systems somehow. So how do you how do you look at that? Well, you know, to start any kind of system, you've got to you've got to start with the end in mind. You know, so what is the purpose of the system and and who's involved in that purpose and who does it affect throughout the company? You know, one of the systems I think we have just knocked out of the ballpark is our transitions manager system. 
So we have a transitions manager. When someone joins us, um, they are welcomed by that person. And she has a very detailed list of everything that she covers. And then we sort of pull people in. We'll pull someone in from marketing who's, you know, our agent services manager for marketing. And, and he goes over marketing. So I would tell you a couple of years ago, we looked at the system and realized we were just giving so much information to that new experienced agent joining us. And so we backed off and broke down the system. And so I think what happens is people have systems, they think they're working well, but they don't go back and really, you know, we we put a system in place and then we kind of you know, your to done list or your to do list is done and it's off the list and you don't go back and analyze it. And so, you know, I would say that one of the things I would encourage people to do is pick one system a quarter and analyze it. Take the people that are involved in it. Find out, are they excited about the system? Does it work? Is it succeeding? You know, if you're getting feedback from agents on something that's not working well, that's a communication issue. That's a systems issue. So um, we try to do that on a regular basis with each of our, you know, department heads and all that we're doing. Yeah, that's such good advice. I think you're right. So many people think that like, great, we have a system and especially onboarding is a great example when you're smaller. Yeah, and it's, it's fine. You can, you know, yeah, we just, we just wing it. We just walk them around the office and introduce people. Here's your yeah, key card. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and especially with experienced agents, right? Like it'd be a lot easier for you guys to just be like, oh yeah, they don't want to, you know, even my tours that I've gotten when I've come down to visit or whatever, I'm like, this is great. Uh, this is great. Like I actually got a tour. I didn't just, you know. Right. Right. Well, we always say there's a method to the madness, so to speak. So, um, you know, we want it to be seamless and, and we don't just onboard that day. You know, we, we have learned that, you know, quote, picking up a license isn't good for anybody. We are very systematic about days that we onboard, um, the process, how much time we spend. We've had to convert them to Zoom, obviously, for obvious reasons. And we actually had an incredible recruiting year the first year of COVID, which was crazy, right? But and every one of them were, I did Zoom interviews like crazy, and they were onboarded by Zoom. So. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's why, you know, another thing that it, as long those same lines, you know, you one of the things I respected about you guys from obviously we're both located in Atlanta, if anybody doesn't know that. And you and I have history beyond before yeah. you were <laughs> before you were at Ansley. Right. But even at Ansley, like from day one, there was not a bad headshot of an agent ever. I mean, it's like it's noticeable. Like when you go to your site. They are congruent. Like I send it to people all the time. I'm like, this is the bar. This is what you, this is what you should have, should look like. So we've really worked on brand standards. You know, marketing is a huge component. I mean, huge component. Obviously, our agents are the biggest component. And I would say the second set of that um, step, if you will, is our marketing team. And our marketing team is led by someone that, I mean, the brand standard is such a high bar as it should be. You know, we've all been around, you know, get, travel throughout the U.S. and go to conferences and things and you you will see everything and anything. And um, we really just set that high and we stick to that brand standard. It's very important um, because the consumer 
recognizes the agent, but they also begin to recognize the brand as well. So yes, it's, it's, we don't care where you have to travel from. You're going to this person and you know, all of that. So it's great. They're beautiful. And I've got a couple of your guys books right over there in my bookcase. I mean, they're like, I could never throw that away. It's so beautiful. Like I want to put it on my coffee table. It's just, it's such an amazing, (laughs) it's probably this big now though. It's probably a huge book. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Definitely. So, oh no, that's that's really amazing. So, I think that brings us pretty pretty neatly into overall growth strategy. So, like from that perspective, like what are some of the benchmarks or, or things that you look at that are like, oh, it's time for a new office? Is it agent count? Is it new revenue? More revenue? Like, what are the things that tell you like we're growing? I got to do something. Yeah. So organically, it's happened for us. So we've had. Agents have approached Bono or approached myself or approached Julie Harris and, um, you know, and, and have said, have you ever thought about coming to this market? And so when we look at going to a market, when that, when that conversation happens, um, typically Bono is the first point of contact. He kind of gets the ball rolling, if you will, and then hands it off to me. And what I do is I work specifically with those one or two or three agents and I talk about, okay, let's talk about when, let's talk about where, let's talk about volume needed, you know, and for me, kind of my benchmark is I'm looking for a hundred million ish, you know, in volume to really talk about a space. I might go into a temporary space um, to start with while we're growing it, but that's kind of the benchmark, you know, depending upon the market that you're in and the cost and all those things. But you almost kind of back into it. So you really have someone that's interested and then you help them become the leader of what I call gathering the people. And I've got several you know, examples of that's what we've done in a lot of places and it's worked really well. I think the big thing is also being aware of where not to go. A couple, you know, a year and a half ago, I had a market we were really hot on. We were going, we were going, we were going. And when I sat back and really looked at the market and looked at the numbers and then looked at the production of the top people, I was like, you know, I called Beno and I said, hey, I'm going to let's talk through this because I don't think this is going to work. I think short term it'll work, but long term, we're going to set ourselves up for failure. So we backed off of that. And if and just didn't go there. One of the other things we've done is we've had a couple of larger teams come on board and they've gone into markets where we don't have a physical office, but they've opened business centers. And that has been successful because it gives them a place where, um, you know, they have the the nice conference room and the meeting area and all that. But we, you know, and we challenge them, you know, help us grow and and we'll continue and we'll have a full-fledged office. That's a brilliant idea. Actually, I wasn't even aware of that. That's a that's a really and and when now that you mentioned that that inbound marketing, that's a recruiting, that's hundred percent how like all the offices have happened. Right. Every <laughs> I mean amazing. every single one have been actually someone reaching out to us and saying, Have you thought about being in this market? So, but I think that ties to Buckhead for people that aren't aren't located in Atlanta. Yeah was the original core office, very, very big space, very visible in a new area that had kind of been built up called Streets of Buckhead. Yeah. And so it was a very visible, it was very notable that you guys had such a big presence there. 
Yeah, we even have standards for our offices. You know, we have standards. So when you walk into an office, you know it's an Ansley office, you know. So that's important too. Yeah, that's that's so great. But I think that first office did have a ripple effect. And then it's a recruiting tool in that sense too. Hey, come down to our office. I remember the first time I saw it, I was blown away. A big, awesome like map of Atlanta on the wall. And somebody greeted me before I even knew there was a person there. And it was it's really well done. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's so good. So, and I love the team thing. I think that's a pain point for a lot of people, especially boutiques or large boutiques. They're kind of like, how do we handle, like, what if we get a 10 person team? How do we, do you guys kind of have a model for that? Or is that kind of just starting to happen or? So, I mean, we do. We, the, the fortunate thing is I had, you know, in the firms that I was with previously was very accustomed to teams and all different size teams. And so um, it was very easy for me to say, OK, this is how we do it. This is the way we do it. What's important is that, you know, some models out there like anti-team, protein, you know, they go back and forth. And my thing is, you know, I want the people that want to work and grow their productivity. And if they're a team, that's fantastic. And if they're an individual, that's fantastic too. And so we, you know, we embrace all of that. The the thing that, you know, resonates with me as I'm sitting here, you know, chatting with you is that I recently brought on a team and one of the team members said, I love what you said about no drama, you know, that we're, we're here to be productive and we're here to grow our productivity. And that was a big, important piece for us making this decision because where we're coming from just kind of allowed all kinds of things. And we're like, no, there's no drama. We're about production. We're about time for that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. I don't allow that at home. Why would I have it at work? Right. So So we just kind of have a no drama rule. And I think the other side to that, that, you know, some people would walk away from that and go, oh, no drama. But the big piece for us is fun. You know, we, there's a lot of laughter in our offices. There's a lot of things that we do for our agents as a, as a way of saying, thank you, you know, and there to some people, they'd be like, oh, that's small things. But listen, when someone gets a pie at Thanksgiving from us, you know, saying we really appreciate you, that that's a huge piece. And so, you know, we did our holiday party and we blew it out because we had not been together. And so there's just some things that we do, but then we do little things that are fun, you know? So making sure that that every part of it is business driven, but you should be able to walk into an office, kind of like you said, be greeted and feel warm and good about walking into that office. You should feel good about it. Yeah, whether that's an agent or a consumer or absolutely whoever. Yes. Yeah, that's that's really. I mean, you guys really, really have done that well. I was, I'm lucky to have good perspective on that. I wish people are listening really understood exactly how well you guys have done it. But we're we're giving them some pointers so they can go check you guys out. But are there any other growth components um, that we didn't talk to? I know everybody's so growth focused. Like, how are you doing this? How are you? You know, how are you doing that? I would say there's a couple of things. One thing is keep in mind that you you do make mistakes. You know, um, as as hard as as great as the last um, six years have been, fantastic and phenomenal. We've had amazing growth, and you know it's awesome. You also have to be humble enough to say, "Hey, we made a mistake." You know, or gosh, this went out and there was a misspelling, and we didn't mean for that to. Ha-. You know, 
I always call it the human factor. We forget. And I think people sometimes expect perfection. And what I like to remind everybody of is, you know, we're human too. And gosh, I hope you'll accept that we're human and uh, we'll get this corrected right away. I, I often say it's not what happened, but it's the response and how you handle it as to how you can be successful when you do make a mistake. And then the other thing is, you know, there are people out there with not great reputations. You know, it takes years to build an incredible reputation and only a couple of days to break it down, right? And so we always, you know, we're very conscientious about reputations, making sure that they're very, you know, that you want the consumer to have a great experience. And so um, we kind of, you know, there's, there's actually a true thing. We have a no list. You know, and it's and it's a people that just they're mean or they're ugly or they're cutthroat or they'll stab you in the back. And, though you know, we just don't. That's not our culture. That That's just not our culture. And and so it's real easy for businesses and firms to say yes to, let's say, a forty five million dollar producer. We've said no to a few because we knew long term that culturally they would damage the brand if you will, and the reputation of the other agents that have worked so hard to, to elevate themselves. So well, that's important. Be willing, you know, when you're looking at growth, don't grow just to grow. Make sure it is, I call it smart growth. Make sure it's smart growth. And yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. But it's, it's funny, I mean, because I do think, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's, there is a stage in your early growth where you do have to kind of be Hey, all the okay, oh great, oh they want to, oh wow, we sh- they want to come over, awesome. But you got to evolve those systems. I mean, everybody wants it to be a magical, yeah, we got that, we're done. But to your point, you know, there becomes a point where, you know, honestly, I always joke about this, but I think it's pretty true. It's a lot of times more about what not to do right. than what Absolutely. to do. You know? Absolutely. Like, well, we don't want people that don't fit. Beyond that, we're open. You're a team, great. You're a new-ish agent. Let's talk about why that might work because you have a big sphere or whatever whatever that is. Whatever that connection is, yeah. I really love that. And even your guys' leadership team. I mean, I know a lot of you guys and you guys have really cool, interesting backgrounds and it's just a cool, like, it's interesting harmony comes to mind you know you're not real congruent you're not definitely not all the same right right but there's a neat blend of harmony like what if somebody's looking to grow like a leadership team any tips on that yeah don't hire somebody just like you you know it's kind of like growing a team you know if you want to be the listing leader and you hire another listing leader well guess what your paperwork doesn't get done right so so what i've done is i've looked at leadership is I've looked at what their goals are. You know, what are your goals for if if you want to be in at Ansley and be in a leadership role, you know, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? What's your energy level? You know, I, I'm a big energy person. You know, you've got to have some good energy and and you've got to maintain that energy. And so, you know, I can think of a, a someone that I probably mentored for a good year. And just just out of a connection that we had through our association and um, about a year into it, you know, she asked me, you know, would you ever consider me in a leadership role? And, you know, we had to have some difficult 
challenged conversations. And but but what was so cool about that is that it would have been real easy just to bring her on board and then deal with it. And so because the relationship was there, we were able to, you know, talk about it. And I'm like, God, what and what's so cool is watching the growth. You know, when you when and when someone catches themselves and says, oh, I probably could have handled it this way. And you're like, OK, they're growing, you know, so. And sometimes it's a not now. Right. You're not you're not you're not burning the bridge. You're just like right now. That's not a thing, you know. Absolutely. And I think from my background, many, many years ago, prior to real estate, someone gave me a chance that I really didn't deserve. And I worked my butt off to prove myself, you know. And so I like those people. I, I like those kinds of people that they may not have the the resume that is, you know, 15 pages long and they've done everything. I like that in an office manager. I like in any kind of staff person that we're bringing on board. You know, that that's important to give people chances, give them opportunities and but be willing to coach them. You know, that's that's where I think oftentimes we hire somebody and then we're like, okay, go along, do your job. And as a COO, that's the worst thing I could do. You know, you have to be willing to be there as their coach. And but you also have to be willing to pat them on the back and tell them they're doing a great job. And and I think that's an important uh, an important piece that sometimes gets missed. Um, You know, you just assume they're out there in whatever office and they're doing great and they don't need you. And you you can't do that. So at the same time, I don't babysit. So (laughs) I would say that. Yeah, yeah, so. that's such that's such good advice, and there really is a, a happy medium, right? Like they don't have to be. I've done this exact. In fact, you probably don't want them to have done that exact same role before somewhere else because they're tarnished a little bit. But you want somebody that's willing to do the work and learn and grow. So you know, what if there? What if there's a happy medium there somewhere? Right. Well, what I love to do is find something that I know they love. So maybe I've got um, maybe I've got somebody that loves spreadsheets. So I could do the spreadsheet, but sometimes just so that person and I can have that conversation, you know, I'll say, "Hey, I need your help with the spreadsheet." And um, what that does is that empowers them to grow, but that also lets them know I trust them. You know, trust is a big thing when you're doing this, and so it, it's a way to empower other people to grow as well. I remember well three years ago, just over three years ago, joining Ansley. And I had a a friend that had been in the industry as long as I had, maybe a little bit longer. And he said to me, he said, so what are you doing over there at Ansley? And I said, well, I decided if I was going to grow and learn some more, I need to be where the young people were, you know? And, And I remember being that person. And so I think you also have to acknowledge that growth has to come from from all people not just someone that's been in the business forever. Yeah, that's so great. That That's wonderful. Thank you so much for all the things we were able to cover. Really just so much respect for what you guys have, have built over there. Thank you, Lee. We really appreciate it. It's great being here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy listening to Powering Real Estate, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Subscribes and reviews help other people find us and allow us to keep interviewing top industry experts. If you're looking for a customized solution for your follow-up boss account or wanting a free assessment of your account, visit AmplifiedSolutions.com. There you can also find free resources and link with us. 